song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you now? Today is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called The Joe Batanz, a show where I talk about the my mental health issues. It's usually, what it boils down to, it's always my mental health issues, whether it's insecure, whether it's overbearing, whether I might murder somebody. You hear about it in detail, and only, on only, what is would it be? This Joe Batanz, right here, Afterthought Media. Uh, my name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. We have so many things to talk about. Oh, my God. I don't know how we all going to get it in, motherfucker. How are we going to do it? Anyway, what the first thing's first. There was a discussion in the chat room before we went live about a mole, whether there's a mole out there. You know, as you as we all know, we've known about this mole for months and months and months, you know. And just last week, this is so weird. Just last week, apropos of nothing, apropos of nothing, I'm just minding my own business. I get a random message, I don't know if it's on Patreon or Instagram or Discord, somewhere, from Yaz Waz, and he says, I'm not the mole. And it was so bizarre and so random that I'm like, what? And he says, I'm, you know what? He says to me, I'm not the mole. And I'm like, what? And, um, And I've seen all these things in the Discord, so I'm distracted. I gotta close the Discord. And um I uh I I asked for clarification and he responded. Let me see, actually let me see if he, he if he messaged me on Discord. If he messaged me on Discord. Oh wait, maybe it is. Oh, he goes, Hope all is well, sending love. As a former This Joe Batanz tier member since 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 it since its inception. Everyone try and say that. Since its inception, and a known fan of the You're Welcome Lands, just wanted to state, I'm not the mole, and wouldn't have tried to stir up anything by sending episodes to people. So then I write, well, I, then I respond, what? He said, haha, on the J-Bug episode, you said someone on TJB sent an episode to the um, You're Welcome America Lands. And I respond, I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about why did you think you were a suspect? This is, this is last week. And he says, well, I'm TJB, a known former associate of Dean Barney. He is. I didn't know that. A fan of your Welcome America. Uh, anyway, I just got that stupid paranoia. Oh no, Joe thinks I did it when I listened to J-Bug. I don't know how the big, the J, TJB pool was at the time. Uh, anyway, that was a dick move and I hope all's okay. And I said, honestly, and this is true. I've never even tried to think of who it could possibly be. Um, 
And then, so, I don't know, that was that very, very strange. Hey, everyone, it's Joe. Um, I recorded an episode of This Joe Batants where I talked about other podcasters, and I, for, I didn't forget, but in retrospect, because of the mole, mama, that part's going to be taken out of the, this episode of This Joe Batants. Sorry. You know, either we root out the mole or um, show up alive. Okay. But anyway, the rest of the, I think the rest of the episode is good. The rest of the episode's fine. You're just gonna miss that chunk. Uh, let's talk about last night. Let's talk about yesterday too with the commercials I recorded. So I, I they were due yesterday, and I barely edited them and turned them in today. But I want to talk about and and I want you guys to listen carefully. Okay, I want you guys to listen carefully to what I'm saying. Um, is, um, I am not talking about you guys. Well, I, mean, I am, but I'm not talking about you guys. What this story is about is my reaction. All right. I told Aiden today, I was going to talk about this on the show. And what I'm talking about is my reaction. Okay. So. I'm going to tell the story of recording this piece for Spotify. I'm going to tell you all the tea on the on the on the piece that I made. And no one else is banned, no one else is banned, no one's in trouble, nothing. Okay? There's no one in trouble, no one's banned. It's just hear me out. It's more about me and my craziness. That's why I played the song Crazy. There were, you know, every time we play a song, there's some reason why I'm playing the song to bring to the chat room. Cut to the feeling was really because I forgot to play it for Jordan yesterday. We had started it by accident and then whatever. And then I played the song Crazy. Why? Because I'm crazy. So, um, okay. So, I'm going to explain. For those of you that don't remember, I'm going to do a very brief explanation for what the Spotify process is. So, with in Spotify, in this program, we had part one. And part one was the basics, the essentials about learning about podcasting. All right? And again, it was run by these facilitators that I wasn't the biggest fan of, but they're also, but they don't work for Spotify. They were essentially contracted by Spotify to deliver this program. I'm not their biggest fan. Okay. Then there are the Spotify executives and they would be at the Zoom meetings, but their screens would always be blacked out. We knew them, you know, but they didn't participate really. And their screens would be blacked out. And when that first part wrapped up, they told us about our first deliverable was what they called a sound portfolio. But they were very vague, intent. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but they were very vague on what that meant. They they essentially said it can be whatever you want it to be, okay, uh, as long as it's no longer than five minutes and it's due on February first, okay. And they gave examples. It could be a produced five-minute segment that you make specifically for it. Great. It could be just a random five minutes from your show. Like, you, it, there's, there's no beginning. There's no end. It's just a, a five-minute excerpt of your show. It could be a series of little moments from your show. It could be It could be whatever you wanted because they were not necessarily listening for content. They wanted to see if you uh, implemented... The you know because they taught you about how to record a podcast. So if you learned from what they taught you, even though people had varying degrees of experience, 
And also, um, your persona, you know, your charisma or your, what did a cunt? Is that what uh, Jordan Dolly called it? Your audio charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And there was something vaguely mentioned about how much you stuck to, you delivered on what you promised on the show. Okay. And so everything I said in that story was true. So like, I was very lucky in that, that TikTok went viral around Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And I reached out to that artist and we got the interview and I did the interview like in early December and I had the elements all ready to go. But so again, more peek behind the curtain. One of the things was, was so, and I think I've told this story before when I applied for the Spotify program, I didn't know what it fucking was. I just got this random ass email and I had shelved it for a long time. And like the last day I was like, okay, whatever. And I, Evergreen's always been this amorphous idea in my head. And I just, because I asked for like a one sentence description. And I gave a one sentence description. Oh, it's about, you know, cemetery in Boyle Heights. And then I moved on with my life. And then I made it into the program. And now they're like, well, we want you to produce this podcast. We want you to develop this podcast about Evergreen. I was like, oh, I'd never really thought about it past just that one sentence description. So I went through part one. And like I said, these facilitators were two women who they're not very old. They're probably in their early 30s, late 20s, have clearly just graduated from, uh, Trotsky says the more Joe says he didn't know about the program, more I think he really wanted it. No, I've been very honest about this. I didn't know about the program. I applied, forgot about it, and then I made it through. I think round two is what they told you what it was, and then I really wanted it. So I didn't go all the way going like, I don't know what this is. By round one or two, I was like, no, I really fucking want this. Okay? So, um, but the first one, I was like, I don't know what this is. Okay, sure. So, um, so we go into this thing and, uh, and, and the facilitators are there. We don't know what it is. They're going to teach us how to make a podcast. And they're, they're very journalism school. Like they went to journalism school and they're very that. They're very NPR. They like basically want to produce for NPR and they had a, a bunch of amazing, and they were amazing guest speakers, but all of them, had an NPR background. Either of them had worked for NPR, were working for NPR to some degree. Okay. And so the show had a very, very NPR feel. In fact, that's kind of how Christian and I sort of connected was because I felt Christian and a couple of the other podcasters were getting sort of the short shrift because their shows weren't NPR shows and they would critique their shows as they were NPR shows. Like they wanted Christian's show to have an, a, a narrative arc. And I was like, why? I don't even dare to bark about a toe in your butt, you know? So, um, <clears throat> somebody said, by the way, that, uh, Christian's show sounded like Call Her Daddy. And, uh, that's exactly what they want their show to sound like. Christian would think it's a compliment. Okay. So then, um, we have a couple months to make these pieces. And I'm like, the way, basically, they're developing this show with you along the way. And so the way it was developing, the, the the pitch deck, everything, was for a serious NPR or uh, This American Life style show. And I was fine with that. It's just not what I do. 
And, but I was going with it. And I think because I, I wanted to work on it for months and I just was trying to, I think, fit the square peg in that round hole and didn't know how to do it. I don't think I know how to be serious like that. And that's why I was dragging my feet, so to speak, to put this together. Because I, I, to, I can ask Aiden, we would have these days where we would agree to work on projects at the same time together. And I would just sit there and stare at a blank screen. And it wasn't until a couple of days before the thing was due that I was like, okay, we have to fucking do this. And I sat down to do it. And when I actually listened to uh, Tar Pit's interview, I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. And everything that I was writing was making fun of it. It became the Daily Show meets true crime. And that's still sort of the angle I want to take. I know that this Who Plays Tar Pit is a joke. I don't really remember it. So can someone explain it? I don't really remember it. Anyway, so... um, So then, like, and like I said before, is I had written this whole other... And I, that wasn't a previous Dystopitance version of the show. My friends didn't like it. They said it didn't sound natural. So, now, by the way, I want to reiterate... <clears throat> Um, by the time I got it to my friends, it's like 7 p.m. here. And I've been working on it. I thought it would be like two hours. I've been working on it for like probably like nine hours or something like that. I don't know what it was. Eight hours at that point. And they get back to me and they basically say your entire approach, um, was wrong. You need to be more conversational. And now it's super late. So I did a conversational one just to see how it sounded. But by the time I recut it and put all the elements back together, by that point it was like 11 o'clock and Mama was tired. And I was like, oh, it's due in an hour. So I put the finishing touches. And the problem is, is that I've, it's really essentially a rough draft that I turned in. Like, for instance, this is so I took notes. When I played it for you guys again, I took notes on what I didn't like. I, here's what I didn't like. It's missing a description of what the fuck was in the box. I didn't describe what was in the box. See, here's the deal, uh, by the way. It's not that I didn't do them. Every A lot of the things I'm telling you, I did do. But it had to be under five minutes. And they went like six. And I'd ask Fernando if we could go over a little over. And he was like, no. And then meanwhile, Melissa and Sergio, the first one turning in, went over by a minute. So it's missing a description of what it was. Again, it was originally in there. It got cut out when I cut out a segment. Um, I also um, had cut out a segment that told you what happened to this fucking thing that he found. And they're all very simple. They could have been done with two second replacements, you know. Uh, you know, he fi- it looks about the size of a banana. It's wrapped in cloth and it's black because it's old. And then um, when when Tar Pit went back to go look for it, it was gone. The end. Um, I think Lori or Adam Vot pointed out that I said cra- the word crazy really close together two times. I would have replaced that. Um. Oh, again, there were some word choice things. 
I think I would have wrapped up the ending more. So there was a part that really broke my heart to get rid of, but I had to for time. Um, I had to get rid of it for time, which was, but I think it, I think this was a mistake. It really summed up the first part and the second part and it tied it all together. But I just didn't have the time. Like that thing's at 502. Okay. Which was, I wanted to say with the, to tie in the interview with the audio portion, I wanted to say, you know, when I listened back to the audio, it really struck me that this is a Jewish artist who lives in Boyle Heights talking to a gay Mexican podcaster about a, uh, a potential, about a mummified tampon in the oldest cemetery in LA. And to me, that is so evergreen. That is so my podcast. And so the audio portion, that audio poetry at the end, that's what I was saying is here is a Jewish artist talking to a gay Mexican podcaster about something that he thinks is a mummified tampon that he found at the oldest cemetery in LA. Meanwhile, there's a helicopter with a loudspeaker and a siren and dogs barking and an ice cream truck. And that all those audio elements put together, that is evergreen. Okay. And I wish I could have kept that sentence in, but I probably should have sacrificed some of the audio poetry for that sentence. Okay. And so I played it for you guys yesterday. And and here's the thing that's so weird. And I have like five or 10 minutes and I got to go get a haircut. Uh, here's what's so weird. And this is what I was talking to Aiden about. So then I play you all the pieces and then I say, I'll, I'll play mine at the end. And I'm being honest, by the way. I mean, I never really showed you guys uh, – I never really told you guys what I thought. And this is what was so crazy was – so Sergio and Melissa were the first two to turn their audio in. So I turned – then Christian turned his in and then I turned mine in. What, by the time it was actually due – and this is something that's been on my mind as well – technically – only four people of the 10 turned it in when it was due. Okay. And then of the four people, only two, myself and Christian, actually have it at five minutes or under. Melissa and Sergio went way over. Okay. They went a minute over. So I'm like, we're the only two motherfuckers who follow the rules. Okay. A. B. Somebody turned it in today. Anyway. So, what I was going to say is, uh, when I, so I heard that audio that, that on Sunday night or Monday night or whatever it was, I heard the audio, everyone else's audio. And I'm being completely honest, and this is what I was talking to Aiden about today, is when I heard Sergio's, I'm not going to lie, I agree it sounds great. It sounds the the sound is great. Okay, I won't disagree with that. I am not lying when I say I think it, and I'm not even saying if you separate the content, actually the content's even kind of interesting. It has to do with his delivery and a bunch of of things elements. I think it is so fucking boring. I think it is so boring. It is the only piece of audio, Melissa's too, actually. This is why I thought you guys was weird. You guys both liked it so much. Of all the audio, so I'm not like this with all the audio. In fact, this might be the only two pieces of audio where 
I would think it was almost done, and I would I mean, it only been like two minutes. Like it, I felt that their audio dragged. I like Sergio's especially. I felt Sergio's fucking dragged. Right? I thought, I'm like, oh my god, like. It's six minutes. It felt like 30 minutes to me. And Melissa, by the way, who I love Melissa, she is so nice. Sergio's nice too, actually. They're both really nice people. But I think Sergio is, uh, Melissa is so nice. We've really gotten along. Um, and I thought hers was boring. They both have this real monotone way of talking. And, um, and so when I sort of felt like, I was talking to Aiden afterwards, and I was like, he was like, oh, I said, oh, I played the audio for um, the Afterthoughts. And he was like, oh, what do they think? I go, they like Sergio and Melissa's more than they like mine. And he was like, they did? And I went, yeah. And then, by the way, there's an Afterthought, who I won't say what it is yet. Who reached out to me privately to tell me that Sergio's was better? <laughs> that Sergio's was better than mine, but that mine was second, but that Sergio's was better. And I was like, okay. And what's funny is it just really—I'm all even my own family. That's what I'm calling you guys. My own afterthought family. They like, and that's the thing. It wasn't even that you guys like Sergio more. It was like, I was like, how is it that I think it is so boring and they think it is fantastic? And I'm like, that is so weird to me. I'm out of touch, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was very, very crazy to me. Um, I didn't get it. So, um, I sent Aiden, Sergio, and Melissa, but Aiden is so amazing that he'll tell me that mine is best and everything like that. And, and, and in fairness to you guys, um, in fairness to you guys, Aiden was like, well, let me go see what they said. Okay. And he did. And he was like, no one, what are you talking about? No one ever said that they like Sergio more than you or that, that yours is bad or anything like that. He goes, what? You're insane. And I go, I know I'm insane, but I, I want to be everyone's favorite. Why is it that my people, I'm not, how am I not their favorite? And it also just highlights those little things. Here's the deal. Thank you, SDC. Thank you. Here's the thing. Is I've already worked it out. So there's going to be two quote-unquote winners of this thing, right? And it's probably going to be Sergio and um, this other girl who I didn't play for you because it's all in Spanish named um, Miriam. I'll play it right now, actually. Oh, no, I got to go. I'm, I'm gonna, I have to come back. If you're in the expensive tier, I have to come back and do the secret show. Um... But there's this one that's on Spanish by Miriam. I think she's going to be the other winner. First of all, they already... And I told you, both of them are, by the way, very, very nice. But I think when you think Spotify Latinx, they're they're not only very Latinx, but they're delivering content that's very Latinx. And so I think it just sort of presses all the buttons. Whereas I may... I, yes, I'm Latinx, but I made a white people show for white people. If that makes sense. 
So, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about it more in another this episode. Just jump but I hate that I'm not your guys' favorite. That's what makes me sad. Sergio! Who didn't even go to all the classes? Sergio was the winner. I That's the thing, too. If it was super good, like, I'll be honest with you. I actually think Christian... I really think mine and Christian are the best, right? I just don't get how you guys think Sergio's is so good. It's so boring. I don't know. 